Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, police officers have to deal with a lot of fluid and changing situations. And that involves like a momentary judgment about how dangerous or not a situation can be. So knowing how to deal with people and recognizing potential issues is absolutely paramount. There's a new program that's been developed by the Canucks Autism Network that is helping to train first responders all across the country in how to deal with people who are on the autism spectrum. Everything from recognizing signs to helping them change their approach. Now, the Port Moody Police Department is undergoing this training, in part thanks to one of their own, that is Rob DeGoey, whose seven-year-old was his inspiration. Rob joins us now along with um, Hallie Mitchell from the Canucks Autism Network. Hey, thanks to both of you for being with us today. Good morning. Now, Rob, I'll start with you. How did how did this come to your attention that maybe the Port Moody Police Department needed to learn about this? My son is seven years old, but we he was diagnosed at the age of three with autism. My first interaction was invited to a Canucks or at the time Rogers Arena or GM Place and we were allowed to do a family skate for children who are on the spectrum. There I met Ryan Yao, who's now the director of CAN, who made us very welcome. We had met other parents who were all in the same situation as us. And that's how I started my introduction into CAN. <clears throat> I saw the opportunities that CAN provided my son through sports and socialization. And it was a win-win for us and for Ken. Did you notice a difference in him as he was able to socialize more and do those things? Every After every really? event, he, skating, he's done physical literacy. But like anytime he socializes then, where people know how to approach him and how to deal with him, you've noticed an improvement. He's getting better and better. That's amazing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Hallie, how does that work? Like that, how, does, how does the Canucks Autism Spectrum like reach out to all these different organizations and do this? <laughs> Uh, Well, Canucks Autism Network has been around for about 10 years now, and we started with just one program on the North Shore, and now we have over 400 programs a year and 4,000 members in BC. So with one in 49 children in BC diagnosed with autism, there, there really is a huge population and a huge community that's looking to access programs that are highly supportive and accessible. So that's something that we're really happy to provide along with these amazing training programs that we've developed. Yeah, let's talk about that. So a, a training program that is for first responders. So what does that mean? What does that involve? Uh, great question. So this uh, training program, we've recently released an online training module for first responders specifically. So that includes fire, police, search and rescue, and emergency health services. Um, it was developed with our first responder advisory committee, which consists of a whole bunch of different individuals representing these first responder categories who also have a child with autism. So these experts helped develop this online module. It's one hour free to take. Um, that 
can really prepare first responders to support really effectively individuals with autism in crisis situations. Yeah, Rob, was that a consideration for you then? Like as your son was getting older, you thought, what if he has a run-in with the police one day? Very much so. It's probably every parent's fear uh, with a child with autism because they're prone to wandering. They're prone to... um, going towards water a dangerous situation because they don't understand the adverse effects of like a big truck or mm-hmm. fast fast flowing water and they're not going to understand if somebody says don't do that or get away from there or something like that that's right so you i i was privileged enough to be able to sit on this first responder committee and i know i think i know everybody who else is we're all together on this committee and that training has evolved and given every parent a better sense of um well-being yeah. i guess when we get to, when i know my son if he comes into contact with a police officer he's not afraid he he, he can trust his dad's him. a police officer yes, too though yes. right because he sees the <clears throat> uniform so that's easier for him but you must have been worried about what if he runs into somebody and he's friendly with an officer and an officer doesn't know how to recognize the signs that's right and, and that's our goal through this training is to make everybody aware that that response time will be delayed that's just we just got to wait and for the prompts yeah, and wait for that moment where they're good. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They're going to respond. It's just finding that. Uh, so then when you took this to your boss and said, I'd like us to do this, what was the reaction? Chief Lugo was 100% on board. He super supportive. That must have been a pretty good feeling to know that all of a sudden everybody is going to be getting training because you suggested it. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> a great feeling knowing that because I live in Port Moody myself. And so most of the members know my son now. But if he wasn't with me, they oh, might, yeah. they might um, you know, if he's reported missing, I got shoe tags on him. I got a little G- GPS tracker on him. And I've, I've lots of things that are there, but giving my, my colleagues the tools to engage with my son or anybody else on the spectrum, it's, it's very fulfilling. Must feel yeah, pretty yeah. good. Hallie, what signs then? And you know, we're talking about a seven year old here and kids here, but they get older and one day Rob's not going to be able to monitor everything having to do with his son. So what do first responders need to know? Yeah, well, it is important to think about how first responders might be encountering a child with autism. They might also be encountering a youth or young adult in the community with autism. So uh, it's really important at Canucks Autism Network, one of our favorite sayings is if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. And that's just to that say that... That makes perfect that, sense, actually. It really does. Yeah, autism is, is a huge spectrum, and every person we meet with autism is going to present differently. They're going to ha- have unique characteristics and sensory sensitivities and language abilities and social communicative abilities. Um, so what we do in the course is we introduce first responders to some of the core characteristics that people with autism might have mm-hmm. with also uh, that reminder that um, you need to approach with an attitude of curiosity when you see some characteristics that might give you uh, an idea that someone might be on the spectrum, right. thinking about adjusting your response. Because for officers, I'm, I'm assuming, Rob, that like as soon as you show up on a scene, you're immediately assessing that person. Always. 
So then what are the signs then, Hallie, that they should look for that tells them that, wait a minute, maybe we're dealing with a different situation here? Yeah, so some characteristics that some people with autism have are differences in social communication. So it might look like having difficulty engaging in back-and-forth conversation, um, avoiding eye contact. A lot of people with autism feel uncomfortable making eye contact. And that would be a red flag to other police officers if they didn't have the training, right? That's right. Uh, Avoidance of eye contact can be misinterpreted as a sign of guilt when Mm -hmm. really for many people with autism, uh, that's just uh, something that feels comfortable for them is to avoid eye contact. Yeah, there are also some other characteristics like repetitive behavior. So it might look like flapping their hands or jumping on the spot um, or repeating the same phrase over and over again. Um, so, yeah, or again, right. re- yeah, so there are some social communication differences might look like not responding to questions or responding yes or no without understanding All the, red the flags. nature of the question. Right. That's right. So then, Rob, if you've done a great job of being able to like help your son out in Port Moody. Are you a little nervous about, I mean, there's kids with autism all over, right? What about those kids and the help that they need? All over. And I think that's the biggest reason why we're trying to get this training out to every police officer, every firefighter, every ambulance, paramedic. Anybody who wants it can access the CAN eLearn link, and they can take that one-hour module. And that's just a good starting point. Knowing that in the curiosity piece is huge. If we know, if it doesn't seem right, we just take a moment and step back and think something isn't right here. And it's not maybe the person, the youth, the adult with who's affected by autism isn't doing this because they want to be combative or right. they're actually d- trying to regulate their own body and their own self. And so when we recognize that, we can take a step back and hopefully lower the tensions. And I have numerous stories where I've come to contact with kids and youth or because I'm the youth liaison officer in yeah. the city of Port Moody. Lots of scenarios where, you know, the, the room full of police officers and we just let's take a step back. Let's get a few people out. Let's just bring it calm down. it down just as opposed to down. ramping it up, right, with yep. the tension. Yeah, because that tension is very high if if the like you said, all those key well, pieces. That, yeah, like, that's what your training tells you to do, though, that's right? right? That's, that's right. Because we have one police training is like take control of the situation. Yeah, and this is the opposite of that. This is the opposite where we have to take a step back, and it's really hard for police because when we get called into somewhere, we want to take control, take control, and yeah. be in charge and, and fix it. Have quick. people do what you're telling them to do. That's, that's key. Right. Yeah. This is such a cool idea, though. So, Hallie, where can people get more information? So our online course can be accessed at uh, elearn.connectsautism.ca. And again, it's a free module. It takes about one hour to complete. And um, since it's released in January, over 650 first responders wow. have already taken it. So we're really pleased um, with that response. And we're really looking, looking forward to seeing more people accessing it and seeing more first responders aware and ready to support individuals with autism in, a, in an effective way. Well, thanks so much for telling us about it. We hope we get those numbers up. Thanks so much, Simi. Thank you so much. That is Constable Rob DeGoey, who's a Port Moody police officer, and Hallie Mitchell, who is the director of training at the Canucks Autism Network.